God has gifted us with a really, really fun job. Like we, you know, this is my ministry, but it's also my job. It's how I pay my bills. And it's like, we get to go tell people about joy, peace, and happiness that only comes from Jesus in a really, really fun way. You know, like there's a lot of places we get to go that are just so much fun. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. I can almost feel it. Here we go. Uh huh. July 1st, Canada Day, which oh, means it's a yes. day off, you know? And for yes. our friends in the States, coming up, a long weekend for them, July 4th, Independence Day. You know what gets me in vacation mode? That's what it does for me. Yeah. You yes, know? It's totally. A, you yeah. got the summer weather, you've got mm-hmm. the, you know, the long weekend, and then after that, it's just, you know, summer is here, which we talked about last week anyways, but summer That's is right. here. That's when people are booking time away. And, you know, I'll be optimistic to say that a lot of people are starting to book vacations, which is great. Still have the, uh, you know, some uh, border issues where things are closed yeah. to yep. non, non-essential travel as far as Canada and the U.S. is concerned, but people are starting to book some trips. I know I've got friends of mine that booked a trip uh another part of Canada and uh, just decided to take a couple of weeks there for, for a holiday. So, um, oh, that's so good. yeah, that's that to me, summertime is vacation time. You know, it's when you book yes. some time and, and just yes. have some fun, just, you know, it's been, you're halfway through the year. It's just like, yeah, I yeah, need a break, that's right. you know? That's right. So, yeah, that holiday weekend for me is where my brain shifts, you know, like June for me, even though it's warm weather, I'm enjoying patios, I'm doing all that stuff. That July weekend for me is like where I go, Oh, like I relax, I ease into it a bit more. The stress come comes off. I'm like, yeah, I'm in summer mode. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Give yeah. it to me. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Well, we are in the between the grooves mode, aren't we? I think we are. So I guess we should say hi. Oh, oh, <laughs> hey, oh, hello there. Sorry, hey, I didn't, I didn't hey, see you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I welcome everyone to Between the Grooves, your weekly look at music, ministry, and hey, everything in between with today's top Christian artists. And this week's episode features a great conversation with Mr. Rhett Walker. We're going to chat about his musical journey, getting back on the road, and what it means to be an artist in this day and age. And that's all coming up in just a little bit. What it means to be an artist in this day and age. What what does that mean for you, Drew? Because because yeah. you're you're this is this is your life. You're an artist. You're a musician. You're a producer. Obviously, you have been producing over the last little bit. Um, you a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that you are starting to do some gigs and stuff. Yes. What does it mean? What does summer mean for you this year as com- as compared to last year? Like everything was canceled last year. Are, yeah, are things yeah. looking a little brighter for this summer? You know what? For me, um, brighter, but not bright enough. Right. Right. So like summertime and the holiday season, like Christmas time, are my two biggest money makers. I won't be making that in the summer. So now I'm like, okay, I better, you know, get myself another job and something else just to make sure that I can still, you know, do what I gotta do. Sure. Um and so I'm in that space. I'm like, man, that's 
I mean, it is what it is. You got to do, you know, I got kids, I got to, you know, kids, I got to make sure they're taken care of and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. So um, my life now changes a little bit, but I still want to make sure I have access to uh, and space to be able to do music. So I have a, a few gigs like in the States coming up in the, in August, September, yeah. a few festivals coming up. So that's really, really cool. But I went from like two summers ago, I was playing like every weekend, four times a week. Now I think I have maybe four gigs booked. Right. But let's look at two summers ago as compared to now. And given what happened over the last year and given last summer where you were doing right. a lot of online stuff, yeah. do you find that this summer is kind of a mix between two summers ago and last summer where you're doing some online yes. stuff and you're in you know in-person concerts? And is that what it looks like for the future? Um, I think so. I hope I can do more um, of the in-person stuff. Right. Because I feel that the connections can be made a lot easier that way. And usually when when those connections are made, it it, it shows itself in merch sales, et cetera, et cetera. Right, et cetera, yeah. Right? That, that's important, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, yes, um, I would say completely that it's going to be – and I'm trying to gear myself up for that. Kind of like expand what I'm doing already to be more – to create more of a show for online. Right, my lockdown shows are cool. It's fun. It's you know quirky. It's you know whatever. But now I need to actually do. I need to sort of double down on my on my online um, look and persona because you're exactly right. That's it's kind of going to be like that. Yeah. Maybe for the rest of the year. Definitely for the summer for me. Right. So right. Yeah. So this summer, based on what you've described and what I'm what I'm perceiving, is it's, it's almost going to be a mix of two summers ago and last summer. If you put That's the two exactly together. It. Put it yeah. into the blender and mix it up. That's kind of what spits out That's in the end, right? Kind of where it's at. Yeah. But, but but yeah, hopefully I can get more live shows this summer because I miss it so much. Yeah. Now I can't believe I just used a blender um, analogy there, but it worked. It's all right? good, man. Yeah. It's all good. That, was, yeah, that yeah. just came at the top of my head too. I can tell. Are you impressed? Mm. No, not really. <laughs> just be honest. <laughs> just be honest. That's okay. I'm not insulted. Hey, listen, let's get to our conversation with Rhett Walker, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that, what, you know, life looks like, you know, based on the last year, but also what it looks like moving forward. So we'll get into that with uh, Rhett Walker. This guy's a phenomenal artist, and he's got a great (laughs) sense of humor as well. So uh, this is our conversation with Rhett Walker on Between the Grooves. Anyways, plug your ears. Great to have you on with us. So you just flew back from a gig, I guess. Yeah, we're uh, we played two festivals, um, which was oh, wow. extremely nice. Um, just you know, it's hotter than sin outside, but to be back with people, it's gosh, I I love it so much. It's just been so good for my soul to get out with were, people again. You know, and were were these like the first like festival gigs of the year for you, like post pandemic? Yeah, so we played um, we played two shows before the festivals this year, um, but they were small, um, you know, like kind of designed COVID style to keep everybody, you know, six feet apart, if not more. Right. And right. and they only allowed like a certain limit of people, um, and they were acoustic. So it was nothing yeah. against acoustic things, but we haven't played in a year as a band. So it was like, man, we really want to do these songs. I mean, as a matter of fact, like gospel song has been out and these two things that we played were like the first times doing it full band. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. So we were, uh, we were super stoked to, 
to be able to go out, you know, and me take my guys with me and, and play again. Even even now with things starting back up again, there's it's still not what it was two years ago. No, a hundred percent. It's still you know kind of it's it's just different. Yeah, and, you know, there's a learning curve that comes with with everything, and so. We're trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out how to eat the snack that they give me on the airplane while keeping the mask over my nose at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. You, you line up at the airport six feet apart, and then they cram you into the plane. It just doesn't make sense, you know? No, it's it's kind of crazy. They um, they they had tables. I was in uh, the airport, and there was a restaurant, too, across the hall from each other. And one of them, you just had to walk up like a Panera style and get it and go sit wherever. Then the other one was like um, a full-on restaurant with tables. Well, they had a line of people out the door because they wouldn't sit people at all the tables. Right. But then the one across oh, the right. hall, at like the Panera style, everybody's on top of each other seeing if that's their order, like grabbing other people's food bags, oh. like, I'm not, that's not mine. And I'm like, come on, you know, somewhere we got to, there's some common sense that's got to be used in this. Exactly. So it's like, let's yeah. figure it out. <laughs> I think more so than ever, I'm looking forward to next year because I would assume that most of this stuff is behind us and it's back to whatever the new normal looks like. I don't think we're at the new normal now. I think we're still in this caution section of life where, you know, we're we've come out of it, but we're not quite out yet. You know, vaccines or no vaccines, uh, you know, looks like the numbers are going down. Everything's looking good, but let's just be careful just in case. Right. Yeah, I think honestly. Uh, and this is maybe just me being overly hopeful. I think by this fall, going into like winter almost, we'll we'll be back fully open. Right. Because you know, play, everybody's kind of followed New York, and New York opened like last week, and so you know, country festivals are back, Christian music festivals are back. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping and praying with you know with the vaccines and everything that's gone out and people being cautious. We'll be flying this yeah. year. I will take a flight in 21 without a mask on. Right. Oh, that's, yes. what I'm, that's what I'm thinking and hoping for. You know, I might be wrong, and it might be overly hopeful, but that's what I'm praying about, at least. <laughs> the, the only part I'll disagree with you on that, Rhett, is that uh, in Toronto oh, or in Canada, <laughs> a lot of the good acts come in the summertime. Not in the fall, yeah. and especially not in the winter time. So that's why I was saying next summer would it would be the thing for me. Because even now, like even right. some summer festivals have been canceled. Um, yeah. And so you know, it, like you say, it's the fall when things pick up. But but for you know Canada, I would say even longer. Unfortunately. Right. Yeah, but it's you know it's because y'all y'all got to go get so cold and stuff. I know. Like if you just didn't have to do that. I know. I know. I've said this before. I've said this before, Drew, and you'll you'll uh, you'll agree. Like, we've we've had people that don't know about Canada, artists or whoever that we're talking to on on this show, where they'll say, you know, I'd love to come visit one of these days. Like, um, how does January, February look? And we just start laughing. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way don't you'd want to come. No, no. Don't do doesn't it. Doesn't make sense. You know. Yeah. Why don't you go on and do that? That'll be the last time you come in January. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm never going back to Canada. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> well, I'm glad things are, are looking optimistic now for you and, and everybody else from Nashville or, or just in general for artists, whether they're Christian artists or non-Christian artists, you know, because that's right. it's, it's, yeah, right. it's been your livelihood. What the last year for you, I mean, how have you handled that? 
in in you know you're not in a band anymore you're you're just a solo artist but yeah. what what have you done like how have you managed all of that well you know i'm a fixer naturally um which you know is great for marriage whenever you're a fixer and your wife just wants you to like listen and you're like i'm gonna fix it they love that yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm also naturally that when whenever things happen like this. And so when it's something that's really out of my hands and it's just a God thing, like only God can handle the next couple of days and the next weeks. And so I did the whole, like the full gamut of everything. Like I was, I was Mr. Complainy, Mr. Whiny, you know, sometimes just overly prayerful, like, come on, Jesus, like open this thing up. And it's because I knew, like, as soon as everything got shut down, I was like, this is going to be longer than two months. Like, this ain't, we ain't fixing this in two months, like they're saying. And so I got worried and had a record that I was just putting out. And I remember, you know, it was like April, I think, about, or maybe going into May and um, of last year, and just complaining to my wife and, like, I've got a, I've got a daggum record to put out. I've worked hard on this. What am I supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I don't know. Uh, try living out the songs that you wrote for this record. <laughs> and I was like, I don't need you to be a Christian right now. Like, I need you to be <laughs> with me. Right. <laughs> but, right. you know, it, it stopped me in my tracks because the record's called Good to Me. And it's about all God has ever been is good. And so I had to really take a step back and go, okay, you know, the proof's in the pudding right now on if you're an artist and you write music, like, do you believe the songs that you write or do you just write them in hopes that radio plays them or because they sound good or because it's sell, like whatever. Do you really believe it when you write these songs? And I was like, no, if I'm going to, these are songs that I've written from my life lived and lessons learned. So now it's time to continue to live it out. And just because it gets overly scary or it's something that, you know, the world has never seen before, doesn't mean that there's a path to, to lose joy and happiness and peace and go to be Mr. Complainy. And so, you know, I picked myself up and said, God, I'm sorry. I, I trust you, you know, just like I trust you in the good days. And so I tried to become a PGA golf player um, and played more golf than I ever have and did not get any better. <laughs> didn't get any better, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might have gotten worse. I don't know. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. My my wife, we we have four kids, and she homeschools them all um, before, you know, everybody did, before it was a cool thing to do. Right. And, um, and so, you know, after being at home and not being on the road for a while, she was like, you've got to find something to do. Like, you've got to get, <laughs> you out, of get out of the house. You've got to get out of the house. At 1030, the kids want to eat snacks, man. Like, you've messed up my schedule. you got to go. So I knew it was bad when she was – like making tea times for me with my friends like no she go play golf and maybe stay gone all day and come back at you know four o'clock <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what i did and I, you know like every other artist i did a lot of a lot of writing and and praying and um i'm really excited about you know the the music and stuff and and kind of the dreams and visions that God has put on my heart that came out of that time. You know, in a weird way, I don't want to, you know, be disrespectful to jobs that were lost and uh, family members that were lost. But in a weird way, like, it was it was a really good year spiritually for me, um, taking that, that pause, that break that I didn't really know I needed. I think the fact that a lot of people have been forced to take a break uh, has been a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was something that honestly I didn't know I needed. You know, because you get to going. I mean, good lord, it's already June. You know, we're already halfway to twenty one, and I'm like, it feels like we just started. Um, and especially in ministry, you know, I talk with a lot of pastors, and my my dad's a pastor, my sister's a worship leader. When you're planning Sunday to Sunday, yeah, the the month's gone, and right, so right. it's the same with. It's the same with touring, and you're just always playing, you know, and you're getting to the next Sunday and the next Sunday. And so it was good. It was really, really good. Um, where we live, they opened up softball and baseball, like kids' sports, um, in the fall of 2020. It was more closer to the winter. They pushed things back. But I was I went to every single um, game for my kids, which usually, you know, I'm in and out. I get to go to you know, four or five. Um, I helped coach Audie, my eight-year-old's uh, softball team. Like, it was really nice just to to be home and do those type of things that I usually don't get to do. And so uh, we had fun, and we lived two hours from the beach. And so as soon as they told us like we could get on, as long as we were separated from people, we could get on the beach. We were we were there. So it was a really really good year. Um, I'm ready to go now. Yeah. Like I think me and my wife and kids are like, all right, we're we're gassed up, fueled up, and we're let's go. And and so you know, thankful that these things are going. And 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 then another thing, honestly, um, me and my family were like, it's easy to take for granted, you know, so so much of the cool things that we get to do. Like God has gifted us with a really really fun job. Like we, you know, this is my ministry, but it's also my job. It's how I pay my bills. And it's like we get to go tell people about joy, peace, and happiness that only comes from Jesus in a really, really fun way. You know, like there's a lot of places we get to go that are just so much fun. And so um, we said we're we're not going to, you know, just let that pass. We're going to take advantage of those moments. And so my kids and wife have been jumping on the bus with us um, for these two festivals and the other private thing we did at Liberty University. And so it's like we're the kids are jumping on and going with us and just having fun while we go and do it. So we we loved it. Yeah. Uh, we were chatting a few weeks back with Danny Goki, and I'm not sure if this was in our conversation with Danny or if it was something that he posted after the fact on social media, but he was talking about the fact that it was exciting to get back to do shows and he found he did a couple of shows and he was he was exhausted it wasn't like before where you do uh, you know a whole bunch of shows back to back to back to back he only did a couple of shows he was exhausted and could not wait to get back to his family again <laughs> yeah a hundred percent. Traveling's hard, um, and I didn't realize how hard it was. I mean, we did. We played in Nebraska um, and just got back from that, and it was one show, and I felt like I was gone for eternity. Yeah. You know, and, and used to, we'd do week stints. We'd be gone for a week and then come back, you know. And um, so I do think the touring game has probably changed, too, because after being home with your wife and kids for a year, it's like, man, I I'm, I miss them. And so that's why we've, you know, we've made it priority to take them with me too and not miss out on, on those. Um, yeah, it's traveling's weird. And two flying is, uh, there's, there's a lot of people that want to do the same thing you want to do. So it's like, I need them to move out of the way and they need me to move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, I used to take my kids on tour and they were younger. They were still like, seven and five or eight and six there's they're, they're still pretty young and i remember so many times of of just the cool memories the cool moments just that you know being in the van just being on the road 
you know, them seeing daddy do his thing. And some of those moments they still talk about now, like remember that time we're right. here and there. And, and I, I can't wait <laughs> to get back on the road and do, and, and do that more. It's such a, I, I don't like being away from them when I'm on the road. Yeah. But man, when I can bring them along, it is just a whole new thing and just makes it way more fun. And it makes it even, it makes the shows actually even more meaningful. That, uh, oh, 100%. Right? Isn't that, it's so weird how that works. It's like, yeah, this, like, yeah, this, everything feels well, deeper and richer. I don't know what it is. Well, me and my wife were talking too. Like, you know, it, your message, like the message that I'm leaving this house with. Um, isn't just a message for me, April, and my four kids. This is a a message for the world. It is the what we're built to do. It's the Great Commission. We're yeah. going out. We're, we're sharing the gospel. But that starts at home. Like right. if I'm not a glimpse of our Heavenly Father's love as a father to my kids, I have no right to go out and tell other people's kids. You know, I, I, and if I'm right. not a glimpse of being the bride of Christ to to my wife as as her husband, I have no right to go tell other you know husbands and wives because it, it's got to start at the house as a leader. And same for my wife, and same for my kids. And so then to for them to see, all right, when Daddy goes to bus call or goes and flies somewhere or gets in his truck and goes down the road, he he's doing what he he's teaching us here. And you know, I'm I'm trying to always push them. Like I'm not going to always be here, so let me point you to the one who is. So then when they jump on that bus and they're like, and they see and hear me do that on stage. I think it's just that that perfect full circle moment where it's like, man, dad's out there sharing the gospel. My dad's not just out there, you know, you know, whatever, piddling around, not doing much of nothing. My dad's out there sharing the gospel. And so I think it just continues to ignite that fire. And as a, as a father, I think what we're both feeling is them seeing seeing that and going, God, I want to do that. And whatever stage God gives me, I, I don't want to just make it through a nine to five. But when I'm at my nine to five, I want to share the gospel. I want to tell people about where peace and happiness comes from, you know? And so it is, it's fun. Um, it's fun just to see them stand inside stage or, or out in the audience and just going, man, this is neat. I don't know if they'll ever think like we're super cool, but mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's all the other artists at the festivals when they watch us play are usually the cool ones. But I think they think it's cool that I'm on the same stage as the cool artists. Right. <laughs> I think that's right. I think part of that whole time away when you take them to is is it's almost like a mini family vacation too because it's something different for them. And I found with my kids, you know, a few years back, I took them along uh, with me to a, a summer fe- music festival, and uh, they're not having it this year because of you know they decided they were not, weren't going to have it. They've decided it's not going to happen this year because of COVID, and they just wouldn't be able to ramp up in time. So they postponed again for the second time till next year. But it's funny because my kids uh, recently came up to me and say, "When are we going back?" Because they you know part of it was going on the rides. Part of it was yeah. staying at a hotel. Part of it was just spending family time and meals together. Uh, and of course, Daddy had to work a little bit. But I'm not performing as much as being on the stage, introducing artists and whatnot. Sure, and so, sure. you know, I've got more flexibility, and I'm also manning the the radio booth and and whatever else. But you know, we we got to hang together. We got to do stuff together. Not all the time, but a lot of the time when we yeah. were there. And that's what they're looking back at, saying, you know, it's kind of cool to, you know. Um, hang, hang, go on the rides. Also, you know, slip them backstage to meet some of the artists and oh, stuff. Yeah, like all of that yeah. is just, you know, yeah. like 
like I say, a mini family vacation, something that they wouldn't normally get to do, and probably a lot of their peers and friends wouldn't get to do as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. They always remember, like, being slammed in the hotel room. You know, yes. they always remember, yes. like, those moments. Like, and I say that because we've got, we're a family of six. So if we have to get, like, rooms that connect or, like, kind of a suite, and everywhere don't have that. So we'll end up being like a, a, a hotel room with two queens, and I got a kid, on, two kids on this bed, me and my wife on this one, a kid over here in the corner. We, we put a blow-up mattress over, you know? Yeah. And I'm yeah. always thinking, like, this is going to be so hectic when we get to this hotel room. And, and the kids usually end up remembering that the most. They're like, man, remember how I, like, slept on the floor, and we stayed up late eating popcorn? and Yeah. You know, it's it's just those those family memories. But we're about to uh, we're about to do that full on, and we have built a house here in Georgia, and we're selling the house that we're in now. Well, the market's hot, but pe- but it's also you know they want what they want too. So we got to be out of our house um, by the end of this month. And but there's a gap of two months before our house is built, and we oh, close on our new oh, one. Yeah. Oh wow. And so. Two months, you know, I love my in-laws, and my wife loves my parents. <laughs> two months is just too long. Yeah. And so we were like, all right, let's get an apartment. And it'll be fun because we can get an apartment that has a pool for the summer. Well, is this is about the same time that in Augusta is now about to be, like, the cyber capital of, like, America. They're, they've brought in all this, like, <laughs> CIA, FBI. So, guys, there is no apartment. <laughs> at all. We landed one, and it is a two-bedroom apartment. Wow. So my family oh, of six is about to be crammed into a two-bedroom apartment um, starting this Thursday. And so we, uh, we're we about to be in for it, so we're going to see you know, how fun or how crazy this is. And I've just told April and the kids, like, let's just treat it like we're at you know, a hotel for two months and We'll just have kids sleeping wherever they fall asleep and, and just try to make the best of it, you know, and enjoy the pool. And it's all about it's all about how you view it. I've learned that over my years. You know, you can find you can always find something to complain about, but <laughs> I, I think I think there's also you can always find something to have joy in. You know, we learned that last year. Like when the world shut down, there's still joy to be found because it's not found in anything we see in the world. It's only found in Jesus. So it's all about our attitude, so we'll see how that attitude goes for the next two months. <laughs> oh, it's so true. That's good. That's good advice. Um, all right, I uh, for me personally, I've I've like year the first album comes to the river was huge for me. I love that record. I remember I remember getting it from a friend of mine. He had it, and I was listening to it and listening to it nonstop for for a while. You didn't so, get your so own good. copy. N- no, you got to support I'm artists. A, I'm a, Come on, I'm Drew. A broke, I'm a broke <laughs> musician. Okay, I'm a broke musician, man. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. Don't worry. I didn't make any copies of it. I just borrowed it. Don't okay. Worry, okay. Hey, well, at least you didn't like worry. use LimeWire and tear up a computer. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I didn't do that. No, I would never do that anymore. Um. Anymore. So I. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember, and as I've been tracking your 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 career over the years, um, it's always been just stellar work awesome stuff i've always wondered why hasn't this guy and maybe you have i just haven't picked up on it yet but why hasn't this guy crossed over into the country world because you have all of the makings of a big country artist you got the look you got the vibe you got the voice you have the writing you have the hooks 
is there and maybe maybe you have and i just didn't i'm not aware of it but have you mm-hmm. thought about or have you done any crossover stuff into country um yeah we i mean we've done some stuff um but it it's just not my passion i guess to put it easiest um, that's fair yeah 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 so i've got a lot of country I've got a lot of buddies that are in country music, either play with, you know, artists or, or are artists. Um, I mean, nobody knows this, but I'll just say it. Like I got an EP coming out this fall and me and my buddy, Jimmy Allen, who's a country artist, yep. he's on the song with yeah. me. So, yeah. um, and, and we, you know, we're playing the Opry coming up. It'll be our, um, oh, it'll nice. be my 17th time playing the Opry. That's so um, good. And so it's with, um, it's, I think she's from Canada, Tennille Towns. Yeah, she's totally. From, she's yeah, great. Like, she's on yeah. it, and yeah, she her voice is fantastic, and Craig yeah. Morgan, and um, but I I went through, we did two records, Come to the River, Here's to the Ones, and Here's to the Ones went on country radio, um, and it wasn't really planned; it just kind of happened. And this was also a time it was it was you know running parallel with a time in my life where um, I was becoming very cynical. Um, I wasn't in my word. Um, I was always traveling, so I was never at church. You know, I was always the church service or the concert right. the night before. Right. And um, not being in your word and not being a you know a part of a local body is uh, not really a, a smooth way to walk as a believer. Just because there's you're never with believers, <laughs> and so. Um, if a single didn't work, if a tour didn't work, you know, it was always someone else's fault. It was never Rhett's fault. And, um, I didn't steward the vision that God had given me. And so I ended up asking to get off my record deal and I owed Sony a record. And I was like, I don't even want to do a third record. I'm out of here. And and they let me go free and clear. And during that time, there was too many cooks in the kitchen and I was stuck between, you know, s- certain people saying I needed to do this and certain people saying I need to do this. And I thought about being a country artist. I thought about being a rock artist. I thought about being all the different millions of things out there that weren't what I was called to do and the vision that God put on my heart, which was go and sing gospel music. And I had it right. and I let it go, um, which I feel like, you know, not everybody can say that story about record deals because they're not artists. But everybody can usually talk about a moment in their life where God had kind of set them up and they were like, hey, I'm going to mess this up for a little bit because that'll be fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, have like 2020, but, you know, like yeah, we yeah. get in the way of ourselves a lot. Um, and so during that time, I started a country band and um, there's a thing called Whiskey Jam in Nashville. And yep, you, yep. you kind of play Whiskey Jam to, to take the next step and yep. they asked us to play and it was uh it was everything in the movies you know you're up there the stage is slammed you can't even see the back wall um yep. you know people just beers up in the air they don't know any of the songs that you you've written but they're just like i, oh, I love life we're partying whatever <laughs> and so we're me and my guys are on cloud nine we're like oh my gosh like these people love us like this is a we're we're crushing it like they're we're the coolest band in the world and so we get off stage, and we're like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. And the next band steps up at Whiskey Jam, and the people do the exact same thing. Yeah. They don't know their songs, yeah. but they're going nuts, beers in the air, partying it up. And I just remember it hitting me just smack across my chest and going, we're just background music for yes. for them 
the party. And like I said, nothing against any of my country fan friends or, or people that play in the country bands. Like, I go to their shows. I go and support them. I love them. Uh, you know, Thomas Red, I think, is is a killer artist. He loves the Lord, loves Jesus, him and his wife. Most, like, just good people in that industry. For me, um, it wasn't what I was called to do, and so it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I can't leave my wife and kids to go on the road and be background music mm-hmm. and not be able to give someone something of hope or joy. And a lot of that's my upbringing, being a pastor's kid, me and April get having a teenage pregnancy, being married for 17 years now with a 16-year-old. I'm 34. Like, a lot of that, you know, our whole life and marriage has been about telling people that God's still in the business of redeeming lives. And so I, I immediately was like, I can't do this. I told the guys, like, the next day, like, I'm done. I know we just had a blast last night, but I can't do that. And I knew that I'd got off a record deal, um, which I'd moved to Nashville for, and then I didn't want to do the country thing. And I was like, well, I guess I've done messed this up, and <laughs> this ain't what God you know, has in store, um, or it was, and I didn't steward it. And so he took his hands off that and I'm just going to see what God has for me next. And so I just started going to church with my wife, you know, while I was off the road and, um, I'd been going and sitting in church, listening to sermons and singing along and worshiping along with a worship band and not having to do it, um, was the best thing that happened to me. Because I needed that break off stage. I needed to to be able to dive in and, and worship with the band and hear from the pastor what God had put on his life and not be needed, you know, or to be any sort of attention on me. And so I started writing worship songs. I then started leading worship, and I was like, you know, maybe this is what God's got for me. I'm going to be a worship leader. Never thought I'd get a record deal again because, dude, people come to Nashville and they never get record deals, you know? So what, who am I to think I can get to? And so about that time of writing stuff for the church, my old A&R guy, um, Blaine Barkus at Sony Provident, he, he emailed me. He had heard from somebody a worship song at the church. And he was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this again? And I knew, being a product of the South, I've always been like, doors locked, you kick it in, you keep working, you keep hustling. And this go-around, my prayer had been, God, I don't want to get in front of you again. If I don't want to be lazy, but I don't want to get in front of you again. If it's meant to be, I know you'll make it happen. And so I said, nah, I ain't thought about it. <laughs> just I sent the email back and told my wife, I was like, oh, crap, I might have just like, shut down a record deal. So me and him started talking, and the first thing I put out as Rhett Walker, because um, I told him to, I said, you know, it, it, one, it had never been a band. I was the only one signing the deal, but my, my buddies who were the hired guns were the same guys throughout. And uh, also when I came out, it was just a bunch of white guys with acoustics, and so the label was like, let's put a band <laughs> on it and separate yeah. you. Um, yeah. But I told him when I came back, I was like, "Look, you know, I, there was too many cooks in the kitchen. I naturally was a people pleaser. I don't want to do any of this stuff again. I want to do exactly what God wants to do. We're calling it Rhett Walker, and we're moving forward. And so the first song I put out just as a solo artist was Believer. And it happened right about the time it started to get, you know, top 20, 2020 happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even be out on the road and tour this song. God, am I even supposed to be doing music? Like, everything just keeps getting crazy. And then it took off all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, it was it was my biggest song of, of my career so far. It, it went top five, and it was just a, a thing of like, okay, 
when you get out of the way of yourself, God does incredible things. Yeah, and so yeah. that that's a long story for why I haven't done much country music, but that is that's the reason that I'm in the the lane that I'm in and is because I don't want to I don't want to mess up what what God has in store. And I'm not I'm not powerful enough one to mess up what God has in store. But I know that God's not going to get in the way of God, and I don't want to be the one that that you know trips that up. And so, whatever God has in store for me is what I do, and and I hustle and I run and I'm, I stay at the grind to do that. I think so I think good. gospel song is going to be a big song too. Like I think that's going to be oh, a big hit. Yeah. It already is, but I'm th- I'm yeah. it might surpass Believer. Yeah, it would be really cool. Um, you know, it's. It's about to to cross into the top ten. Um, people have you know moved to to heavy, so you know for people that listen, they're playing it more <laughs> during the week, and so it's it's been cool to to see that. And I, I mean, I'm just you know I, I don't mean I don't want to sound lazy when I say this, but I'm along for the ride. Like once you you write the song and you put it out, like it it really is up to God and and the listeners and radio stations, like. There ain't nothing else I can do. I can't be like, oh, y'all didn't like it. Let me change a few words. Like, what's done is done. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and so you've got to you've got to trust that you're writing what you're supposed to be writing. And the only way you can do that is not trying to copy other people. I tell people all the time, you can't sing someone else's soul. You know, you yeah. you love the way Chris Stapleton sings or Zach Williams sings. Like that's for Zach and and for Chris and for you know. Chris Tomlin, like that's for them. God gave them that. Don't try, don't try to copy that. Let them be them, and you be you, because you can't sing someone else's soul. And so I always write from past experience and and lessons learned, and and put it out there, and and hope that God uses it, and and then I hope that God uses it in a big way, um, so that my career can also continue. And so it's been cool to cool to watch people attach themselves to these songs. And it's been cool to to watch it work, where I get to keep going out and playing music now. And are you are you planning just to release singles at this point versus an EP or a full full length record? No, we're going to release an EP this fall, and so we're probably going to drop a few singles in between. Um, but I I don't think I'm going to release another full length record. I think for me, I would like to release three EPs instead of one record at one time. And the reason I like to do that, you, you can do that now because one, you know, fast food ain't fast enough for people anymore. By the time you get a record out, like, and it comes out, you're usually on like another season of life. And, you know, I'm, you know, you're singing these songs, uh, you know, whatever, like, for instance, good to me. Um, I'm singing that song about the time the record comes out and I've already lived through that season that God was teaching me. Mm-hmm. And I've got new songs in my back pocket like one called All Joy, No Stress that's about to be on this new EP that I can't wait for people to hear. And so I was like, man, why don't I just put out EPs throughout the year and it's in that actual season. So like this, this, the season that I'm in right now and the songs that have come out of that and attached themselves, they're going to be coming out in a few months. And so it's it's fun to be able to play what what you're you're feeling and it be out for people to go, dang, I'm feeling that too. Like now I can listen to it in my car. You know, instead of yeah. waiting till May of next year, <laughs> right? And so the yeah. singles that you're releasing now are are intended to be included on the EP. Yep, kind of the selling feature for the EP because it's you know these singles that you recognize, but also new songs, and then then you start on the next EP. Yeah, and so like gospel song will be on this EP, 
Um, and then we have the, the EP that's coming out. But, like, I think we might drop the one with Jimmy Allen before the EP comes out. Like, there's just the, – with you know, I, people couldn't figure out streaming for forever, and I think now they, they're figuring it out. They're realizing, like, there's no sense in putting out a 10-song record that nobody's going to listen to track seven anyways. Right. So let's put yeah, out our, yeah, yeah. our best five. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you end up with a – a pile of 10 songs that you really, really, really believe in that don't need to be put out together because they're not going to get the time that they need, that they deserve. And so, you know, you put out five and then when it's time to put out another EP, you see if that one song maybe still is in the season that you're living in. You're like, Hey, put that one on there too. Mm-hmm. So it really takes your hands. It takes the cuffs off your hands where you're like, all right, I have the freedom to mix and match whatever I kind of feel I need to be out there singing. So I love it. I I honestly think that's the way of the future anyways. I think you'll see more and more artists doing that. I, yep. I certainly have seen that. Yep. They're, they're either doing sure. the EP thing or they're not, they're just foregoing the EP and just, just doing singles. But I yeah, suspect but singles, that, that's right. But I suspect some of those singles will end up on a EP, right? Just to, yep. you know, get exposure and get something else in front of the general public and the listener, right? So, yeah. Yeah, they got to land somewhere. And, you know, I still, and, and this is where I, I might, step back on the old school side i still love printing cds and so they always land on an ep and i like having a physical copy and so you know that like the ep that'll be coming out it's for these singles to land on a physical copy because sometimes people still like you know reading the liner notes or you know putting an actual CD into your truck and, and turning it up is still, you know, I enjoy it. And it might not be for everybody and it might not last much longer because there's some cars that don't even have CD players in them anymore, which is crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I do yeah. think that the Christian community uh, still um, uses and, and listens yep. to CDs versus other genres of, mu- of music. Yep. Um, and and they're they're gaining traction as far as streaming is concerned as well. But you know, it wasn't it wasn't too long ago that cassettes were still considered normal. And you know, <laughs> yeah. the teenagers of today wouldn't have a clue what we're talking about right now. But that's just the way it was, right? No, yeah, they're like, well, how do you get to like track four though? Yeah, do you, well, well, you got to press this and yeah. figure out where you're at in the, yeah. in the lineup of songs. Well, that's when you that's, that's right. when you start talking about an eight track, and then that'll really confuse. Oh, me. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, very much appreciate this conversation, Rhett. Uh, great to connect with you, um, and oh, really man. looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the fall. Looking forward to this EP as yeah. well. Uh, appreciate yes. all your time and the stories, and uh, just having a chance to catch up and, and chat. Yes, for sure. Thank you all guys for letting me be a part. Thanks. Take care. You're very welcome. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. What a storyteller. Yes, indeed. Everything's got a story behind it, but it it makes it so much more meaningful, too, when when you have a story behind, you know, your belief system or, you know, why you do things a certain way. It's interesting to see how, you know, in the beginning when we were chatting about, you know, COVID and what that meant to him and his family, uh, his wife forcing him out of the house to go golf just to get him out because I'm sick and tired of seeing you get out, you know, hang out (laughs) with your friends or whatever. And exactly. and how that whole um, mentality kind of shifts you permanently, really, because, mm-hmm. you know, now you start doing shows again and you realize the importance of your family and how, you know, how much you want to spend time with them. And so you, you, it kind of forces you to, you know, um, look at 
you know what's coming up as far as concerts, gigs, uh, sessions with other people, and 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 determine okay is this a priority or is this not a priority? And yeah, I'll do it, but I want to be back by a certain time because I want to be with my family, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I love the chat about um about touring with family and just the gift that is, um, and just also really enjoyed hearing the story of um you know moving um sort of his his musical journey kind of like you know dabbling in the country music scene but then coming right back and doing worship stuff i think that was really cool to hear that um and sort of get a glimpse into um some of his struggles but also just his his journey as not just an artist but also as a man as a christian man i think it was really really wonderful to hear that and i needed to hear that i was like so good a lot of that reflects it to my own story so yeah like again another another winner conversation yeah make sure you check out rhettwalker.com to find the links to his music all the events happening and all his socials as well and it's now time for artist advice previous guest martine kelsey To, to stay true to um to who you are and to just keep going. Don't let um, disappointment get you down. Don't let, you know, life doesn't always pan out the way that we think it's gonna pan out. But somehow when we take a little detour, that might be where you discover, you know, the promised land. So to just keep going, don't give up. Oh, what she said. Just keep going, just keep going. That's it, on and on and on. Yeah. You don't know when the moment hits where it's it's things are going to take off for you. Yeah, that's right? right. And so, yeah, that's that's really good advice from Martine Kelsey on Between the Grooves. And that is it for this week. Oh. Oh. Really? Is such sweet sorrow. Got to go already? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, t- it's like in the summertime when it's time, you know, you're a kid and it's time to yeah. come in. You've been playing all day. The streetlights are on now. It's time to go yeah. in. Oh, kids yeah. these days can't, can't relate to that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Street lights are on. It's time to go in. It's time for a bath. You don't want to have the bath. You know, you got to, oh, no, I want to stay and play with my friends. You know, that's right. That's what summertime's all about. (laughs) But it is time for us to go. We do hope you enjoyed this week's episode and uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Just helps us reach more people all the time. That's right. And please be a part of the BTG community. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Between Grooves. Hit us up, follow us, like us. Let's chat it up there. Let's see what happens next. And we'll see you next time right here on Between the Groups. Okay, it's time for my bath.